I don't like other parents. What? I just don't like other parents. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't like parents who bring sick children to parties. Oh. <laughs> so you don't like other parents, but you like parents. You just don't like parents who take sick children to parties. Just, I don't know. I don't think we've done an episode on sick children, have we? We've kind of, no. I think we've talked about this that really very episode? loosely. Sick children. I, mean, I think it would be a good yeah, one. I suppose so. We could do that. Yes, this is one of yours and mine. Pet peeves. I just coming out of a pandemic, and people still don't have the common decency to stay away. In fairness, maybe it was the start of a sickness, or maybe I don't buy that at all. Maybe it was days later. I don't buy that at all. Anyways, it's not not really important. It's neither here nor there. But there's a cold in our house now, and we really haven't been many places. And we know exactly where the children, the youngest right. four, caught it. We know exactly where. We're not going to name names. We do. But we know exactly where. And it was at a birthday party with other young children. I know. And so I've been banned from birthday parties with other young children. It's funny. We used to belong to a homeschooling co-op. And it was maybe maybe we were there for five years, I want to say. Maybe we went for five years. Four or five years. And we but every up, year. And everybody threw up every year. Every you year. You were part of that stupid we co-op. Got, first of all, it wasn't stupid. It was well, a great was. co-op, but it was stupid to you because every year, and that was the first, we had never gotten the stomach bug as like a sweeping family Correct. yearly thing until we started this co-op. Correct. And because then- bad parents <laughs> bring vomit kids to co-op. Or get, oh, my yes. kid, but it's been three hours since my kid threw up. <laughs> it's not that. I don't think it's like that. But it's, it's mostly close, like it's, close. it's been two days. It's like, oh, well, you're still contagious for like three to five days afterwards. The stomach bugs are worse. Thankfully, that's not. People just need to learn to the basics of childhood childhood illnesses. <sighs> yes. And this keep is it, not going to be we that could, We could prevent the spread of those. We could. And I'm, it's I'm very not a big easy, lockdown just... guy, but we've, yeah, we've, we've, we do this we, when we have the barf bug in the house. Oh, we're like, we're down. We stay away from people for two weeks. Two weeks. Now, in fairness to people who, now this was a co-op, so it was a homeschooling co-op, so really there was no excuse. No, no excuse. But in fairness to people who send their kids to school and they have to work, they don't really have the option of well, like that's taking where, two that's where weeks home. Businesses and schools should use, listen, there's no excuse anymore for schools because we know we can do remote Yes, that learning. is true. So a kid could stay home if they stopped barfing, they can continue to go to class and do their work remotely. I don't know why you can't do a hybrid approach for kids who, agree, are for still, who can still spread disease. And I think workplaces, again, the same flipping thing. Unless you're building you know, Legos somewhere. It's probably done in China, actually. But unless you're building, building something, oh, you have to be. My point being is if you're manufacturing something, so you have okay. to be on yeah. site. A physical job. But that's not just manufacturing. There are so many jobs that are sure, literally Sure, but there are also jobs. lots of jobs that aren't. And and so, yes. therefore, stay home with your kid until you've, you're not catching anymore. What This would prevent a lot of lost work time Agreed. and school time I for agree. many, many other people if we just nipped it in the bud. Yes. I'm very passionate about this. He's very passionate about this. Passionate. That's what we're going to talk about that now, too. <laughs> we 
we've been watching The Middle. Some of you will say, oh my gosh, that's it's an old show. It's been around ask, forever. Everybody's been asking. They say, I've heard of it. Really? I, but they haven't watched it. Who told us about The Middle? Was it The Kaisers? Marianne, if you're listening to this, please text me after you listen to it. Let me know, was it you that had me put that on my list? Because I have a growing list of we've, TV we've looked, shows for us, TV shows for family. We've looked at watching it before. TV and we, we shows, had to get a subscription to HBO movies, Max to yes, stop watching. Sad. It's ridiculous. It is really sad, though. That's the only way you can watch it, by having a subscription to something like this. not on Netflix. And it's a really funny show. We've been watching time, it with so. our oldest four, and it's really, really good. And the little guy, Brick, he he whispers to himself after he says something like... Oh, don't give away the whole thing. I The whole thing? That's why I'm just telling them why, why I whisper. give away like every that. episode. Oh, yeah, no, I'll it. just... We'll just stand here. <laughs> How many episodes have we watched so far? Like 20. I'll 20. just give every episode. 19. No, I, I agree. It's very frustrating. So, yeah. So, anyways, we're talking about this because... we're it's rec- frustrating. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. This is normally the day morning. On Wednesday mornings, typically, I'm doing editing. Right. To get it to the team, to get it posted, and we usually have that nice little image we have for each episode, and now it's going to all get delayed, but because on, we would have recorded last night, but we were both so flippin' tired because we were oh, yeah. up Monday into Tuesday because of- two of our kids can't hand, they don't blow their noses, so their stomachs fill with mucus, and then gag reflex, and next thing you know, they're vomiting all over the place. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. It's, so we, we didn't get any sleep, and I didn't sleep the night before sleep. for- No, you didn't. I don't know why. I slept but. the night before, but I don't do well with like a full night of no sleep. Anyways, so it anyway, hasn't happened in a while, but- It hasn't. When it does, it upends the entire house, and now it all the kids have it. Because and... eight kids, people don't realize that, that they'll just say, oh, well, what's the big deal? It's well, like- Well, it's your fault for having eight well, children. Well, with- Yeah. <laughs> It takes a long time for sickness to go through the house with eight children. Any of you with more than three kids, even three kids, but three kids, a lot of times you can, you know, they all get sick at the same time and you're done. But when you've got four, five, six, seven, eight, ten kids, it can be weeks of your life that are gone. Yeah, listen, gone. Nothing's, nothing is, nothing competes with, uh, I think it's about five years ago now, the night of puke. Where Why six are you talking about puke because we had sickness in the house and it's fun to talk uh, about. But we had awful. six kids who started throwing up within an hour of each other. Yeah, that was. But you know what? As my daughter reminded Buckets me yesterday, everywhere. she said, "But we were talking about that incident," and she said, <laughs> "You actually prayed for that, though, Mom. So in fairness, it was your fault." I did say the stomach bug we had before that. I asked God, please, next stomach bug we have, please let them get sick at the same. time. Time, which is very rare, because usually it's a rolling thunder, and we're a month well, out we of that, we're uh, literally out of commission for finished, a month. Uh, yeah, the three year anniversary because it the was May and June. Every like three or four days, of, of you had barfing. another kid throwing up because one kid True. brought it into the house. So this particular time, they must have <laughs> so all bad. caught it at the same time, and so they, except for Therese, she reminded me she was not throwing up. Yeah, we weren't, but Later she on we wasn't. Did. And then a day later, she started. She said she remembered like coming down, like wondering nobody was in their beds and coming down, and everybody was just so <laughs> all, over, all over the living room. Like there wasn't even, she's like, there wasn't even enough room on couches. People were lying on the floor. <laughs> it, was it was just because we, we would just contain it. Like that, that's our method of for the stomach bug is contain it to one room so that you can 
deal with it. Like, so if everybody's puking everywhere, like on floors and stuff, it's really <laughs> miserable. So we would just contain them. If it's one child, they come like to the floor of our bedroom so we can wake up with yeah. every movement they make. Yeah, so this and wasn't as bad of plus as that. It wasn't even near close close to that. It's a cold where a couple yeah, of kids a cold had gag reflux. Ga- gagging, yeah, it's just, that's different. Anyways, that's how our week has gone. Yeah, worn. so that's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm speaking at a youth conference this weekend. So that's So I've just been praying and, and doing everything I can do, like nasal rinsing, which is why I actually sound sinusy right now, but it's because I just did a nasal rinse. If you're not familiar with <sighs> nasal rinsing, this is a PSA, public service announcement. Do it. And actually, really, it's it's changed. I used to get sure a sinus right, infection. If you don't do it right, yeah, you'll you get can some die. kind of brain amoeba so, and you die. No, it's people that like didn't filter water and they took so, tap people, water some from. Don't you have to know boil the water. To follow the instructions carefully. Follow the instructions. Boil water or use distilled <laughs> or pre-filtered like filtered water or whatever from a bottle. And you warm up the water. And basically, I use the kind that squeezes. And you flush out. It's nasal irrigation. You flush out your sinuses. Did anything come out? So... No, because I'm not sick yet, but I'm literally just preventing it by you can get, do it twice a day. Well, you had, what you have, the last time we had a cancel episode, you had a little something, right? That one week. I did like get nobody a cold. Nobody else really got sick. It was you. Yeah, I got a cold. But a the last one. time everybody the last got a one, cold, I didn't neither get one it. one of us got it. Yeah. So you just can't tell what you're going to get when you. But nasal rinsing has prevented. Uh, I I say this because I'm you're very passionate about sickness and avoiding it. Very passionate and I about am sickness. passionate about avoiding I'm sickness. I'm actually passionate about not getting sick. That's what I said, avoiding it. That's oh, what well, you said it out. Why don't you listen to I'm what just, I'm saying? I was just copying. Just listen to what I'm saying. Just avoiding just sickness. Just listen to what I'm saying. Avoiding, avoiding it. Avoiding it. Uh, 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 <laughs> I used to get sinus infections once a year yeah. and have to go on antibiotics. And it was miserable, and I'd get the pounding headache across my sinuses and sinus pressure. And since I've begun nasal rinsing at the first sign of a cold, like the first sign, like if I, and I'm not, I don't even have any signs right now of it, but it changes everything because it clears out your sinuses. So you, you literally can't get an infection if you twice a day, why are you laughing? I'm just laughing at you because you're oh, so you're passionate about this. Well, no, you're... I was just looking at the. Oh, you're just, you're... just taking care blah, of business blah. while blah. you're talking. Okay. Yes, I am passionate about it because sinus <laughs> infections, right? Anyone who's listening, if you've had a sinus oh, infection, horrible. they're terrible. Yes. They're painful. It's weeks. I really sometimes. haven't had weeks. one now in years, and I, I attribute that to two things: better hydration and vitamin D. Yes, being very hydrated. And I'll do. Helps. I'll do a. I'll do a rinse once in a while when I do feel cold coming on. I'll do it just to try to get ahead of it. Because you elderberry usually, too is a, my big thing now. You usually wait until you've got the cold. Yeah, and I then can't. Your I, sinus I have no is interest like, in. I think you know you did break your nose one time when you were a kid <laughs> and it hypothesis. never got fixed because you can't ever. You don't have a clear sinus to be able to actually use the sinus. Yeah, sense. I do. It goes through both sides. Never a problem. It can be a problem. You're wrong. For you. you don't know what you're talking about on that. Wow. Fake news right So anyway, now. off the topic of sickness, because it's really no fun to talk about. I think um, people are enjoying this right yeah, now. Yeah, you think so? I worked really hard puking. to pick my shirt today because <laughs> you wore this this really fun colored shirt, for those of you who are watching our video, um, and with pineapples on it, which is really fun. But this color is like I had a red shirt I was going to wear, and then I was like, wow, that's kind of clashy. So I worked really hard and found this shirt, which I think... 
maybe I am clashing for those of you watching me. Like, that's horrible clashing. It's a podcast I first, thought video second. It went really nicely because these flowers are almost the same color as your shirt. You did a nice job. <laughs> and as you said, as we were starting, we look very festive. We look very summery, don't we? We're in the middle of summer. We are, and... Today was supposed to be the day... Stupid rain. ...that we got the pool dropped off. For those of you who are in... You've been the following our pool East, saga. We're all, we're all basically drowning. We're underwater. This has been... This is turning to one of our those summers. Our yard is completely flooded. This is a summer... July. July. June was fine. It was hot, but it was fine. But July has turned into a washout. Third, third been... wettest July on record. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. We've had the yard flooded multiple times. We've had a pond that's developed, and the kids have gone and played in this pond that's <laughs> developed on the side of our yard near the rock, like this just big yeah, dip. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. So I'm hoping, because the long-term forecast is not looking good for the pool, in terms right. of we're going to have a pool, but not the weather for it. August, it's long-term. It could change, but right now it's showing pretty cool. Really? From mid, mid-August on. I was looking forward to like, might when have the pool to get came, maybe the it was going to get hot. With it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea if we Anyways, go for the heat. But the pool's coming in. It should be Hopefully dropped off on now, Friday, be and then they said within a week it'll be installed. Yeah, so that's good. So maybe by the next time we record, we'll have news about a pool. Yeah, we'll, we'll record the podcast from the pool. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> I, I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I haven't had a pool in a while. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to use electronics near water. Oh, uh, that's it. There, I have nothing else for banter. Wow. Well, good job bantering with me. I'm so proud of you. It was better than last week. It was so negative, but it wasn't. I was just. It was obvious what what we need to start with. It was talking about. It's funny because my thought was my first comment was going to be about our oh, clothes. No. I had mucus and. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that's lovely. That's the title of this. That is. That that's, is. I was telling uh, don't the team earlier this it. morning on a call and. Uh, Lizzie, who does our graphic design, she goes, I hope you're going to- excellent job. Nice job, Lizzie. I know you don't listen to this, just in case you do. I hope you're going to entitle this episode Mucus, and I I am. That is disgusting. That is so gross. Nobody wants to see that word. Nobody's going to watch it if it's I I just want to see what picture she's going to find. Kids with snot drying down their face? So gross. (laughs) But this isn't really- We should do an episode talking about sickness and how we handle sickness. Yeah. I think there is something. Maybe there's some- like you mentioned the nasal rinse, but maybe there's some other things we can yeah. share with folks about how we try to tackle kids and when kids start getting sick. Yeah, because so. it's common. Yeah, it's what happens. And you know what? In fairness to those who you know don't no. know that they're bringing their kids no. somewhere and they didn't, you know are, they were you sick. are. I'm being, just going to be the charitable. I'm taking. The I'm charitable being charitable too approach. by acknowledging that's not what happens. You know that's not what happens. People bring sick kids it is to true. parties because they don't want to disappoint the kids or they don't want to disappoint the person who invited them. True. And here's my message to all of you. If your kid has been sick, disappoint everybody because I don't want you to disappoint me. Wow, that sounds very selfish. But you get everybody sick. And it's by the true. way, we know the other not, families are now sick who yeah. are at that party. It's, so. not, it's not fair. That's it really isn't Sometimes fair. It's not to, worth it. We've done In that the end, it's really not worth it. We've canceled. We've absolutely done it over and over and over again. And you know what? As much as they're disappointing in the short term, thinking about your friends being sick Correct. and that's, that just is spreading, charity. yeah, is is real charity. So, but we can do a whole episode on. Anyway, that. we're not going to spend any more but time listen, on this. Welcome to another welcome. episode of Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Welcome. As promised, 
Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you always do that. <laughs> Jesus, you gotta get the best pictures when you do that. Um, you always at, get some. Really as promised, pictures. we thought we would, we would do a kind of a quick episode on homeschooling. We did one a year ago. Of course, mm-hmm. homeschooling was growing. Okay. It still yeah. is, by the way. It is growing. Yeah. Um, there's lots of not just a pandemic, although I think I think the fact that it looks like kids are going to still be forced to wear masks at school, many they schools, are? yes. Um, I thought they decided no, that they weren't. No, they're going to oh be because kids can't be vaccinated. I which cannot. We're not even going down that. We can't even go down story that whole. I get, I get angry. But and the I idea of having angry. kids mass is insane. Even insane. though the research is clear, insane, clear, psychologically kids do not damaging, get sick. physically damaging. Well, yeah, it's There's bad. So much that's damaging. But they don't get sick from COVID. It's just they get sick from other things. It's not COVID. COVID is not hurting kids. That's a fact. Yeah. And yet we're going to make the math up anyways. And even though most teachers seem to have gotten the the shot, so right. if the shot works, then why are they worried? I don't get Leave it. Leave the kids alone. I don't get it. I don't Anyways. get it. I'm, so I think I'm the, glad more than ever that our children yeah. are homeschooled. So I think more and more people are going to be looking at that, especially for those who have now the option of hybrid, uh, you know, slash remote work still, because some companies are still doing that, and we're doing that with our team. We have a hybrid approach we're going to be taking. Where you come in a couple of days a week and you can do remote from that point on, other than when you have to do presentations or meetings that are in person. So, anyways, we I think homeschooling is still going to happen. I think it's mm-hmm. growing, and so we figured we'd do a rehash. And we found an interesting article. I did. You found it, and on, and uh, and speaking of springing things on me, I hadn't even seen this until I walked I, in that five minutes before. It's well, you did. You promised them last episode. I did that this new thing would be to spring things on each oh, other. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't. So I, I'm just saying, you know you're following through with your promise. I didn't do it with intentionality, which is kind <laughs> of because we we knew the topic for today, so you couldn't spring that on me. Why are well, our lights that flickering? Was scary. When you know what? When the air conditioning kicks in, the lights. Why flicker. is the air conditioning kicking in though? Sorry. Upstairs on the top floor, the air conditioning is still on, and the heat's really rising. No, no. The air conditioning is on upstairs. It is hot outside right now. It's humid and hot. When I took a walk this morning for a cool down walk, it was warm outside. Okay. So I didn't open any windows. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't okay. 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 Oh, okay. Just just stop talking now. It's time <laughs> to get into our topic. Welcome back to Raising Eight. Um, and we're going what? to be talking about. Where did we go? I went off topic. You did. So I was welcoming them back. But we do that often. Go ahead. What do you want to say? I haven't read this article. You have, so you have to talk. I about barely it. read it. I just okay. I, I got it for the ten points. She makes ten points. Ten points. Uh, it's a ten step guide to start home schooling, and we, hmm. we talked about some of these things, if not all of them, last year. I just think it's interesting that she. Um, I'll link to this uh, article in the episode extras. I don't think I've done an episode extra in a while, but now I will. Wow! Now you're going so to. I'll link to this mm-hmm. um, for this week's episode, folks. Um, the article is by Erica Ahern. Oh my word, that's so funny! Isn't that? That's one of friend? our listeners. Is Erica Ahern? I don't think this it's is her, not though. from her, but, but Erica, you're famous. Yes. Nice Apparently, job with this article just a couple days write. ago, you did a blog. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, Say, spell the same way with a K. <laughs> spell the same way, last name. It's from July 10th, Erica. So just a few days ago. It just came out. And, uh, Erica is a good. nurse, by the way. She's really fantastic. It, it talks nurse. about some different things. Um, but I like this one. Uh, the last line before she gets into the where do we begin? She says, parents homeschool in order to customize their children's education, improve their confidence, create more natural and healthy social experiences for them, 
and exercise their freedom to raise them in their Catholic faith or any faith, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously for us as Catholics, that's certainly part of what we do. So she offers 10 points. And so we'll take these one at a time. Number one, pray and discuss. So this is really important. And I think in discerning anything, this is a fantastic lesson for us to remind ourselves over and over and over again. If we're not praying about a topic, we're really not properly discerning it. Like a decision. I say topic, I really meant thinking like homeschooling, but a decision, like a major decision for ourselves, for our children, for our family. Prayer should be the first thing that we do and discussing, discussing with uh, obviously between ourselves as parents, will this work for our family? Will this be something that will be good for us? Um, But also discussing with other friends. It's really helpful to discuss with people who homeschool how things go for them. Everybody homeschools in different ways. So getting different takes from different people is helpful. Any good discernment. You know, requires all these gather as much information as possible and then bring it before the Lord and mm-hmm. and take some time with that. You don't have to rush into this. Um, but if if you're not really trying to trust in God's will for your family, and this has to be a part of His will for your family, mm-hmm. and we talked about this last year with um, this is not for everybody. Nope. This is not. We're not crusaders here. Like you nope. and I don't believe in that. Everybody has to homeschool. We spoke <gasps> a lot about this and no. prayed about this early on in early marriage before children. We were talking mm-hmm. about it. And then certainly when we had our kids and as they started getting to school age, we had more conversation, more prior about it. And it wasn't like a quick, we didn't come to it like, oh yeah, yeah, we're homeschooling. Oh no, no. Because I, I felt I, very strongly and I you were reserved. Yeah. yeah. So we really had and to part pray of that about was, it I had a good experience and, and I went, I'm a public school kid and now granted I went to public schools in a whole different time, era in, in the history. Because you're so old. Yes. But um, I had a good education. I had a really good education. I enjoyed my public school experience. Yes, there were some negatives to it, no question about it. But overall, it was a good education. But so, so we did have some debate, and we certainly did bring it to prayer a lot mm-hmm. before we made a final decision. Mm-hmm. So of course, we decided to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really important. So first step. So you can talk about the second one. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. We'll go back and forth. My glasses on. I haven't seen these, so I'm excited as he scrolls down. I'm seeing what it says. Number two, check your state and local regulations. And by the way, they do uh, link you to a pretty good um, group. Check with the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, HSLDA, regarding state laws, uh, your state laws regarding homeschooling. And um, by and large, they're generally the same. The, The basics are generally the same. You can. And then there's some different variations on what you need to do, the hoops you need to jump through. Right. But I heard you talking to somebody the other day. I forget who you were talking to, but you were you were saying to them, you, you always give the bare minimum of information that's required. Mm-hmm. So whether it's from your local municipality, your state, you never give more mm-hmm. than what they've asked you to give. And that was your sister that told me about that's that. That's good advice. And I it's think a they homeschooling the advice, by the way. logic that's passed down yeah. because if you're, you start giving more and more and more and more, then they might change and require everybody else to give more and more and more and more. And you don't really want to make things difficult for other families who are homeschooling. So you just give what they ask for and move on with life. Yeah, and they say this is good. It says, do not be intimidated by these laws. Families are homeschooling in all 50 states in record numbers. That's been backed up in numerous studies over the last year. And living within the regulations. If 5 million families can do it, you can too. Mm-hmm. So don't get, uh, don't let that overwhelm you. Uh, I'm sh- I know there are people out there who are 
very negative and anti-homeschooling, that's usually because they have some type of ulterior motive. It's not because of education. Let's be frank. Lots of schools are wasting a lot of time on anything but actually teaching the basics, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, But by and large, uh, the government, Supreme Court. hmm? By and large. Did I say it twice now? Yeah. Did I really? Yeah. (laughs) I keep track of your by and larges because I – because – I can't. Wally just comes to call, comes to just mind when you say by and large. I don't do that every week You're either. Your best friend. No, no not every no, week. So I, no, I, you, I but when it. you get in the hook of it, yeah, well, you say, "I'm going to see how many times." Now you're going to be aware. So now I'm going to be gonna paying say attention anymore. to your verbal tics. Fine. Anyways, what was I saying? I don't know. By and large, you said something. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. It's just one of those funny sayings. <laughs> Horrible saying. I'm, I'm I'm very disappointed in myself for saying it. I just don't really hear people say it, but then I, I hear a job. <laughs> what does that mean? Like this, I should, this is not obviously a way to don't make a living. Don't quit your day job, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So okay. If, <laughs> number, let's move on. Number three. Number let's three. Just get this she says, if they are in a school, take your children home. I don't know what that means, so I'm going to have to read yeah, this. Yeah. You know, I read this one. You do not have to create a perfect homeschool space. Purchase mountains of books or complete 45 hours of teacher training to bring your family home. Once you have made the decision, and particularly if your children are in a detrimental school situation, fix a date to take them out. I see what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's just saying, just take them out. You don't have to have it perfect at home. You don't have, and and I think everybody could agree with this because last year, obviously, nobody that was school that had their kids in school had a perfect home schooling situation. They literally were flung into this yeah. with their. They had to balance. We have friends that did this and 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 relatives too. You know, they had to balance working at home full time while trying to navigate their kids' education, and it was insanity for a lot of families. And most families, I think, really were like just thrown into it, and there wasn't prep. So her point is, you don't have to have all this preparation, have this perfect homeschooling situation with, you no, know, no. train yourself and everything else. It's like, nope. Pick a date you're taking them out. Decide when you're going to take them out of school or if, you know, we're talking in the summer right now. It's only July. So if you're deciding this over the summer, then you don't have to worry about even taking them out of school. You just have to worry about you writing a letter to the school system. I'll go to homeschool my kids this year. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I I think it's once you've made the you have time. You don't have to have it all figured out. Right. Pray. If you feel the Lord is calling you to do this for your family. Check out the basics in terms of the rules and mm-hmm. regulations in your your town or your state and or your state. Take care of the business and, and do the just basics. Do yeah, and just make it happen. And I like the idea that she talks about doing it media. And I've I've known some people in the past who've done that. They've the kid is was not doing well in school for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. and they just made the decision we're going to try something different. And they set a date. Sometimes it was mid year or around a vacation or a long weekend, but they had a date kind of in the calendar. This is and they let the school know this is when this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. But don't. I think sometimes, right? We can over discern things. I actually or, or came, try to make a perfect situation. When let's be honest, there's, there's no, no perfect, perfect situation. Situ- None of us no homeschool any perfectly. Right. I actually came out of Catholic school in high school and homeschooled after like I think it was a semester. Not even. Maybe a quarter. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did the first quarter of eleventh grade and then and then left. Yeah. And homeschooled. So. Uh, number four, get advice and support. Most homeschoolers love sharing their way of life. 
some shit more than they really <laughs> should be. But <laughs> yeah, so the idea is that you know you can benefit from other people's experiences. That's why we're talking mm-hmm. about this. Go check out the other episodes on homeschooling. There are two others. Yep. No, I think it's really important to just find yeah, find people who homeschool, especially mm-hmm. people who you respect Get and connected. trust. Yeah. Um and and you know, like it's like anything else. If you go for somebody who has like an ulterior motive to why they're homeschooling or to everything in their life, I would avoid those people. Go for people who are balanced. They seem semi normal. Like us. And if you can't, yeah, like <laughs> us. But if you can't find people, you also can look for home. There's lots of homeschooling groups. So yeah. I have friends that have gotten connected if they've moved to a new area and you don't know a lot of people. You can, you know, get connected to a homeschooling group. Or, you know, if you're Catholic or a Christian, you know, connect through your church to to homeschoolers. And that just means you might need to just ask around, ask the pastor, do you know if there are any other homeschooling families at the parish? Um, and that's a great way to connect with people that are actually in your faith who are who are homeschooling. And I got to say, I think especially now, the homeschooling families that we hang around with and know, they're, they're fairly normal, high-functioning human beings. Right. Like they're not zealots, they're not out of their minds. No offense to those people. They no, have their I, reasons. But you I know what I'm saying? I think there was like, a stigma that was a, a while ago when there weren't a lot of people correct. homeschooling. And you might have had more of like the recluse type of homeschoolers. They that, still exist. That, that, of course, because people of all types exist. So, yes. But, you know, people who are homeschooling kind of for extreme reasons or a very extreme kind of people to one end or another end. And I think there are a lot of, a lot of families in recent history who are just kind of normal families who like the approach of individualized education for their children or yeah. like the idea of having them out of the mainstream and they, and school if, system. And if they've been doing it, they can they, they can be of use to you and giving you advice and, mm-hmm. and basic support. So check them out. Find them. So number five is shift your thinking. One of the myths of homeschooling is that parents must recreate school at home. Yeah, so this is, this is a big one. And actually, I think... I saw people do this over the last year because their kids were in traditional school. There was a recreation, trying to recreate an eight-hour school day at home. And it was very stressful for the people that I connected with that were trying to do that. And they would say things to me like, I don't know how you do this. And I know we've said this on the podcast last year also when we were talking about this at that time. That's not what I do. I don't do eight hours of school the way it is in a school at my house. My schooling looks different than the school system's schooling. And so that, you know, and it looks different for everybody. It looks different for every homeschooling family. Some are super structured, you know, so some families really like to set a, we wake up at this time, we eat at this time, we start school at this time. Everybody's at these desks or everybody's whatever. You have to find what works for you. It Mm -hmm. can be that or for us, we've talked about before, um, some of our kids start their school before I've even woken up in the morning and they're they know what's expected. Now, not talking about the little ones who need constant, they literally need to, me to be hand-holding their every subject, but the ones who have been doing it for a couple of years, they know the subjects. They know how to check you know, their work. They know how to show me things that they need help with, whatever it is. They know what's expected of them, so it is a very different feel from 
a classroom where a teacher's up there teaching every subject. It's very self-led in this house, and that's how we choose to do it. So you might have to rethink, you know, school in general, yeah. because all that's, we know is what yeah. we've experienced yep. with school. So if you've gone to, I went to Catholic school my whole it's, life, it's you've like, gone to public school your whole We know the structure of school. People tend to put them, box themselves in, right, yeah. because of their own lived experiences. And I get that. We all can struggle from that. We talk about this even just with faith formation, right? Well, I went to CCD, our religious mm-hmm. ed, at the parish for one hour a week. That's where I... So that's, that's only how place, you learn about That's the only place we talked about Jesus, right. Um, well, it doesn't have to be that nope. way. Why can't we talk about Jesus and pray and do all these things all week long? Well, it's the same thing with schooling. Don't mm-hmm. let yourself be boxed in by your own experience, which I think is what she's saying. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. You can be free from that. And and then uh, tied to that or similar to that, number six, find your style. And she talked about how since homeschooling took off in the United States, by and large, in the (laughs) mid-1990s. Your new best friend. That's not in there. Different (laughs) academics. That would be, no, I'd be... That'd be amazing if by and large was in there. But of course it wouldn't be because it's not something people say. You are really funny. Different academic traditions have inspired a plethora. I like that word. Ooh, plethora is a good word. Plethora is a good word. That's a good underused word. Plethora. Plethora. Say it a few more times. Plethora. Of curricula and educational materials, all based on a few fundamental education styles. Take time to learn about these approaches, including classical, conventional, Charlotte Mason. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that one. Mm-hmm. And even unschooling. I've read some articles on that. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. We've had, I know people um, who have unschooled. But here's, here's the thing. Finding the right style mm-hmm. that leads to homeschool success for your family is what you're trying to find. And I like this one. This is a great line. Trying to squeeze yourself into the wrong style because it looks good on Pinterest sets you up for burnout. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like don't, it's like anything else today. Just because you see something and it looks awesome. Because yeah. somebody's posted on it. And God bless those people. It's probably great for them. Right. Careful to get yourself, just like the previous one, don't box yourselves in. But I do like the idea of try some different things. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like you're going to probably be like most homeschool families. You have a hybrid of a variety and, of things and that trial work for and error. your family or for each kid. Exactly. Different curriculums. And that's the next one, finding your curriculum. Different curriculums, curricula. Mm-hmm. That's really the plural of curriculum. It is. Um, it just sounds so weird, though. By and large, curricula, curriculum, tomato, tomato. So um, finding what works for your family. So I've had a lot of these conversations over the years because now I am a veteran homeschooler. <laughs> but old. I remember, because I'm old and our kids are old, but I remember being the rookie and yes, being, you yes. know, and all, and I just, I talked to, it was dizzying how many people that I talked to because that it got overwhelming. I love people, but it was overwhelming because there's so much curricula out there in all different styles. So when you right, because curriculums makes more Sorry. sense. But anyways, um, and maybe you can use that in certain situations. Maybe I I don't know. I I like changing English to my own purpose. Yeah, I'm a mm-hmm. great teacher of English. Um, and so, but finding something that works for you. And guess what? If you try something one year and it doesn't work, talk to any homeschooling mm. family. They've done this tons of times. You change it. That's the beauty. You're not stuck. Your kid's not stuck. Like, this math is not working for my child. I'm going to try this math next year. Or I'm going to try this math next semester. Or I'm going to try this math next week. 
because you can change it whenever you want to. There are always families getting rid of materials or mm. or would let you look at their materials. I mean, that is in one of her things she said is um, fam- homeschool families love to share their homeschool lifestyle. Most homeschool families love to share with you what has worked for them and what hasn't worked for them in homeschooling. I have never come across a homeschooling family who's not willing to let me borrow a book, show me what they've done, talk to me for hours about because we're doing it, we're living it, we're schooling on a regular basis and things just sometimes don't work and but they work for one kid but not for another. Mm-hmm. And so my advice is always, and I just gave this advice out the other day. Someone was asking me, I'm overwhelmed by by curricula. There's so much out there. I said, pick one and start and do it and see how it goes. Like you you don't need to invest thousands of dollars. We're talking about probably a couple of hundred dollars and pick it and decide give it give it some time and see how it goes you just have to kind of sometimes pick something and for us and for me I've always wanted to use as much Catholic curricula as I possibly could so Catholic heritage curricula is what I use um, for a lot of subjects not every subject I don't like some of their I don't like their math program or their science I'm particular about some of these things so but you swap them out you you use what you like and swap out what you don't like but starting with something and I remember when I first 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 started I had kindergartner and below a friend of mine told me about five in a row curriculum and and I, I said, you know, I'm going to try it. And five in a row is a great way to start out homeschooling. It, it uses books, like like um, reading books, you know, like a whatever, whatever books. literature, books, but not school books. That's what books. makes it unique is they use books. No, not school books, storybooks, storybooks. <laughs> story so it uses storybooks and you, you focus on one storybook for five days in a row. That's what the, and I know I talked about this last year too, because it was a great way to start homeschooling. And I, I actually have not used it since my younger children because now I can't, I don't really have that kind of a time to sit and do five, the same book over and over every week, but, or every, every day of one week. But anyway, but it worked for a certain period of life. Right. So the idea of flexibility, flexibility and ask people to look at materials. But there are a lot of resources out there again, and this article will just points you to a couple different ones, but um, again, do your research, be willing to try different things. I like the, the way sort of pick something to start with. Just pick something. And don't get yourself stuck there. Yep. You don't have to be stuck there. You don't have to be stuck. You, you're not thing. like you're not picking something for for 12 grades. Correct. That's not how it works. Right. All right, number 8, set a schedule. So while you're not re- recreating school at home, Creating a basic family schedule with flexibility built in is vital. And you kind of just talked about this. Yeah, and some people... There is a rhythm. I think we talked about this last year. There's a rhythm to how the homeschooling day or we and week operate in the living mm-hmm. house. There is a rhythm. And again, flexibility. Depending on yep. your temperament, you might be someone who needs a very strict structure. Then make a or strict structure. Or maybe some children need a strict structure. Mm-hmm. Maybe some children, maybe you're not one that needs 
a super schedule, but you notice that one of your kids has a temperament that really functions much By better. Way, which is a tremendous advantage over any other normal school system, whether it's public tremendous. or Catholic or private, because they have a schedule that is not flexible, does not, not change, flexible. cannot be geared primarily towards each individual kid because you have 15 to 30 kids in the classroom. Right. Um, this is one of the tremendous advantages uh, of homeschooling is that you can do that so that you can meet the needs of the family, of the teacher slash parents, and of the, the child. Students. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And again, if you're the type of person like me who likes a schedule that's flexible, I keep a pretty consistent schedule, but it's not this time this happens or this time. But there's a, like you said, there's a pretty consistent structure that happens, but maybe you have a child that really needs things mapped out, then map out that particular child's schedule. Right. And that can be really helpful for those types of kids. And obviously, number nine, get to know your children. Because if you don't know your kids, <laughs> then obviously, yeah, exactly. Make sure that your children Duh. first. Um, but but get to know your children, and I think this. If goes they're not to, your children, you should I be think, charging their. I think these other children, you should be charging their parents tuition. Sorry. Next week, I think we should try to delve into temperaments because I really think I that some, I need some lead time on that. You don't need a lot of lead time. Well, enough to brush up on the basics. Yeah, I, we get a brush up, but I mean, I think we could do mostly. Yeah, we could. We could do it from mostly okay. our knowledge. But I think it's important to know the temperaments that God gave your child. That's a book. We will we will reference it next week. The temperament God gave you, the temperament God gave your child. It's really important to know what drives them, what motivates them, getting well, to know them. Too. Right. Yeah, yeah, both. Right. Well, this is saying get to know your children. No, I know, but the obviously, temperaments you obviously know yourself. both. Yes, but this doesn't say get to know yourself. It says get to know your children. I was just reading what it says. You're great. You're a great reader. Thank you. That's I like such a nice compliment. I like the last line. Uh, Take each step as an opportunity to grow in knowledge and love of your child, yourself, and God's mm. mercy. Good line. A lot of mercy is needed. A lot of mercy. Homeschooling. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last one is not that complicated. Number 10, revisit, revise, repeat. RRR, three hours. Homeschooling is a family lifestyle, and as children and parents grow and change, that lifestyle will need adjustments. We've said mm -hmm. that a couple times already. Um, it does need homeschooling, but this could also, yeah. So, adults leading the homeschool, the adults leading the homeschool, usually mom and dad, but this could also include your child's tutors, grandparents, or the leaders of your homeschool co-op need to make sure they are all on the same page as life brings with its joys and surprises. I think this is this is an important point. And I wanted to say something because I just this past week I sat down with um oh that's definitely not my friend Erica because no, that's her picture that and it's I not <laughs> I didn't see her picture. It's funny. Um so anyway I threw myself off a topic. I was going to say that as the kids get older, taking advantage of, for instance, friends that might be good in a particular subject that are mm. all so homeschooling their children, homeschooling co-ops, which, of course, we alluded to being in a co-op that was horrible and caused us all illness. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> we, we, I thoroughly enjoyed I was just having this conversation yesterday with one of the kids where she was saying she really missed co-op because she really she had lots of friends that she liked to see on a regular basis. And it was fun because 
we did different things. Like I did a painting class and for kids and a music class and and parents with certain specialities. You know, there was a woman who did like a biology class and did um, dissecting and things for the kids. So those things do exist. And we're not cutting them all down just because we happen to get sick a lot from gathering in large, large groups of children. But they are helpful. But also one of the things I was thinking of as I sat this past week with our oldest and we use homeschool connections for the oldest children for high school. It's a Catholic that we talked about it last year, but it's really worth mentioning again if you have middle school. And I think they've even added elementary school classes, mm. but um, they are online classes that you can sign up for live classes or you can sign up for pre-recorded, which we do pre-recorded. Oh, there's a fruit fly. Oh, it's right in my face now. Get it. Kill the fruit fly. Oh, that's what you were grabbing at earlier? You were grabbing at nothing, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So anyway, Homeschool Connections is a Catholic... um, (laughs) Why? A Catholic um, (laughs) online schooling, and we use that for most, most classes. Not all, but most classes for our high schoolers. And it w- was really cool because a lot of people say, what do you do for high school? And there are a lot of friends I've had that homeschool right up until high school and then send their kids to a high school because let's face it, high school, they're starting to learn some things that physics, chemistry, biology, I'm naming all the science because that's my hard thing. I can teach all the high school math because that's my strong point. But when I get to the science and the literature and the writing classes and the history classes, it can be really challenging. It can be done even if you just have a high school degree. History is challenging to you because you hate history. History is not challenging. First of all, to grade, yes, to grade like history papers in, and things. Yes, that will be his finally. Yay, he's going to grade their history. But the fact is that this is a really great way for them to still be home, still be part of your homeschooling. And, can, and, mix, and mix and match some and of And mixing yeah. and match some subjects with that they're learning from these. A lot of them have PhDs, master's degrees. These are, you know, not like a bunch of, you know, not really learned people just, yeah, we're going to tell you about this subject. These are experts in their field. So it was really cool because I was sitting down with Michael, our oldest, and he's going into 11th grade, which is kind of crazy. At least that's it's just a crazy thought to me that I've been homeschooling this long and I'm I have two more years left of homeschooling this particular child, which is sad sad and exciting at the same time. So but we sat down and I said, let's pick your classes for this year coming up. And with Homeschool Connections, it's really cool because we use the pre-recorded classes. You know, let's look at what you want to study for history. So. Yeah, we've already done world history. We've already done U.S. history. Some some of the basics we know. I know what he needs, what the state requires of him. But there's flexibility because there's these really cool classes that are specific to different time periods, specific, specific to different wars. You can really delve into. So he got really excited picking all of his classes. He got he got to pick his theology classes. He got to pick his literature. You know, what do you want to focus on for literature? Here's these are here's what you've already done. Here's what you could do. And he had he had a say in his education. And I think like that's obviously when you're in regular school, like you don't have a 
pick. I mean, sometimes you have some electives or whatever, like things right. that you can pick. But for the most part, you're, you're just learning what they tell you to learn. And if you don't like a particular teacher, oh, well, he's starting to know because now he's done it two years, which teachers on Homeschool Connections he really likes. And, oh, I want to take that class with that teacher. And it's kind of like a really good prep for college, too, if he does decide to go to college, because, because you're in charge of your education. And it gets you kind of motivated with it. So now he's excited about the classes he's going to take because he's handpicked them. That's exciting. Anyway, I, I thought it was really exciting. It's it was diff- fun. It's a whole different chapter. It is. Yeah. Of the book. Which book? The Book of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, there it is. I thought that was, it was good for us to kind of do a little checking in on homeschooling for those maybe you picked up the podcast later on. Missed those episodes, didn't have a chance to go back and listen to all the quality was low, so I don't blame. Sound you. quality wasn't as good. Uh, maybe we thought it would be good to just do another check-in on it and do a little. And this article gave us a nice way of framing it mm-hmm. for all of you good folks. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for being with us again and for listening to us here at Raising Eight. At Raising Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the podcast. <laughs> at the podcast. Like at the podcast. In the podcast. What preposition would you use? I'm just listening the, to the podcast too. To. That's the, the preposition. To the. To the is not a preposition. Well, but no point. Point is to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. To the podcast. Thank you for listening to, to Raising our Eight podcast. Our podcast. Thank you for listening to Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise eight. Saints. Saints. God bless.